Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Van Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Castanis. This is episode 139, season six. And today's date is June 12th, 2022. And uh, believe it or not, this I did another podcast episode yesterday. And uh, also another one on my other podcast, TV Oblivion. I will do that one today as well. Today's episode, I will talk about Wanzer Dairy, and it was a company based in Chicago. I will talk about its history and my memories of it. Also, I'll do a recap of past posts on my Facebook page, Fan Chicago One. But first, uh, the program will go into a commercial break, and this program is brought to you by Topol, the smoker's tooth polish. <laughs> I remember this commercial very well, indeed. And and the commercial is from 1980, so enjoy, everybody. Thank you. See this ugly yellow stain? That's what comes from cigar or cigarette smoke. Just think what smoking a pack a day, every day, could do to your teeth. But look, here's Topol, the smoker's tooth polish that helps remove all kinds of superficial tobacco stains. Topol starts to work immediately to clean your teeth and to help remove these stains. Just use Topol week after week and watch your teeth get brighter and brighter. Topol, the smoker's tooth polish, now in 3-ounce regular or 7-ounce fluoride. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial for Topol Smoker's Tooth Polish. Uh, I remember this commercial very well. It aired in the early 80s, and uh, it was a very popular product by then. Uh, if you notice the commercial, if you watched it on YouTube, it, it uh, the guy is holding a shirt and he's blowing smoke through it and then he turns it turns it around and there's a big stain on it and it's all that yellow gunky stuff that's on your teeth when you smoke a lot or drink a lot of coffee because it's st they stain your teeth and uh, I don't think they make it anymore I think it's gone so uh, who knows what happened to it uh, I looked on line on Amazon didn't find anything but just pictures of the old uh, topol so uh, so that's another uh, product that went bye-bye anyway at the beginning of the program I'm going to talk about the Wanzer Dairy Company that was based in Chicago also I'll do a recap of posts a past posts excuse me of Anish Chicago land the Facebook page so we'll get started all right so the the Wanzer Company that was the it was the first called the Sydney Wanzer and Sons Creamery of Chicago. I think that's a, and I got this from a website from the let's see I get the full name here the Digital Research Library of Illinois History and uh, that's the only thing I could find about the history of the place. So I'm going to read uh, from that. And you can look it up online if you'd like. And it was founded by a man named Sidney Wanzer. He was the son of Nicholas and Betsy Wanzer. Uh, 
And he had an older brother, Moses, and he followed him to Dundee Township in Kane County, Illinois. And then it was about around 1840. He married a woman named Jane, and uh, she was from Vermont on October 22nd, 1857 in Elgin, Illinois. And he started uh, hauling uh, his country fresh milk with a horse and wagon in the Elgin, Dundee area. And then to Chicago in 1857. Then he partnered with his brother to form the Wanzer Dairy in Chicago. Then uh, they, uh, they were one of the first pioneers to use glass milk bottles. And there was testing to see, uh, you know, for refrigeration, for storage. And they added uh, pasteurization, which was invented by Louis Pasteur. And that... that Kills the bacteria in the milk. And then uh, the brothers owned a plant. They opened it in, uh, at uh, 55th Street in the Dan Ryan. So that's about, mm, I think, Wentworth. Yeah, about Wentworth Avenue. That was before the Dan Ryan, which was Garfield Boulevard. And uh, there was the bakery, the Schulze Bakery. That was next door to that. Or it was around there. And they opened two other Southside plants, and then they had a distribution center on Lawrence Avenue on the north side. It was between uh, around Damon Avenue, around Ravenswood. It was the Ravenswood area. Uh, Sidney Wanzer had uh, 10 kids. Yeah, 10 children. That's a lot. (laughs) Wow. And... uh, In 1948, he began publishing a magazine. It was called Wanzer's Kitchen Adventures with stories and recipes of using milk, cream, eggnog. Uh, A lot of people mentioned that on my Facebook page that the eggnog was awesome. You know, I never tried it. I love eggnog. I really do. And uh, it was only published for about three years and then it ceased publication in April of 1951. That started in November 1948. And the spokesperson in the beginning of Wanzer's Milk was uh, an actress and a pioneer in early television, uh, also in Chicago television. Her name was Carmelita Pope. She was the spokesperson, and uh, she's the one that hold, she, w- she would hold a, a half a gallon of carton of milk and say, Wanzer on milk is like sterling on silver. I guess, I guess she was the first one, but I don't know who... Came up with the slogan. I have no idea. Okay. And then uh, it was very popular. They were sold in grocery stores. I remember seeing them at uh, Jewel, uh, Dominic's, National, High Low. Maybe High Low was there. Maybe. I don't remember. Then it was bore- And then it was sold to the Borden Dairy Company in, in the 1970s. And then uh, then they sold it to Hawthorne Melody, another milk company based in Chicago, which uh, I would like to do a podcast episode about that. It has a very interesting, interesting, excuse me, rich history. And then, uh, then it just disappeared. I don't know when it disappeared. Maybe in the 1980s, like that. But, you know, um, a lot of people mentioned that it had good, it was good milk, very good dairy products. Uh, they, like cottage cheese, milk, uh, what else? Buttermilk and eggnog. They loved the eggnog very much. 
And uh, so you can find uh, bottles and cartons and cartons or like um, milk, anything uh, memorabilia about Wanzer. There's a lot of them on eBay and other uh, auction sites. You can see, on, you can uh, check out on the internet. Okay, so right now I'm going to talk about my past posts on face on my Facebook page, Van Chicago. I'll be with you in a moment. So here we go. Uh, the first one was an ad, of course, for Dressel's cakes. One of the most popular. Uh, Topics I always post on Vashikawa because people miss this place and the cakes very much. They were they were delicious, awesome, oh, and decadent. And uh, it was an ad for Dressel's birthday cakes. I'm sure people order them for a special occasion, you know, like a birthday. They also had graduation cakes. I remember I, I saw an ad of that uh, a long time ago. I posted it on my page. People still miss this. Uh, like I said before, they miss it. Uh, Wolf's Bakery in Evergreen Park on 95th Street near Kedzie. They do make the chocolate fudge cake. Uh, some people say it's almost identical to that. Some people say, nah. I don't know. I haven't had it in a long time. I'd like to buy one one day. But I heard it's pretty expensive. So uh, we'll see. Maybe on a special occasion. Because that bakery is famous for their lemon fluff cake. And... Uh, so uh, I always I try to find more uh, stuff from Dressels. I really do. Uh, like boxes. I want to find boxes of that. They're hard to find. They really are. Unless there's somebody. Unless it's stashed somewhere. Anyway, um, next next post I did for the Bob's roller coaster again. One of the most popular roller coasters at Riverview Park. And there was a photo from, I believe, the 1950s. It was an entrance, and uh, a lot of people loved this roller coaster. It's one of their favorites. The other other roller coasters were Fireball, the Comet, the Greyhound, um, the Flash. First it was Silver, Silver Flash, then it was the Flash, and there was a, the last one they did was the Jet Stream. And that came out uh, 60... I don't know, like the last, you know, a couple of years before it closed in 1967. So people miss that very much, you know, and uh, a, lot, we, there are a lot of roller coaster fans out there that love it. You know, I wish uh, we need that. We need an amusement park back in the city. That would be great, you know, but uh, we have one in Six Flags that's in Gurney. There's water parks. I'm not into water parks, for so I'm too old to slide down, and I'm afraid of water, <laughs> so because I can't swim, so I don't I don't want to do that. <laughs> okay, next up was I found a brochure on eBay. It was Sports Vision Channel. It was part of On TV, the subscription channel. You know the service. You know you get the decoder, you try to decode it, then you unscramble it. People have successfully tried that. I haven't. I never owned it, so uh, it was aired on WNS, WSNS Channel 44 TV in Chicago, and that started about 1980. I think Sports Vision came about yeah, maybe about a year later or two, and I found the brochure, and they aired all the most of the major sports teams, like Chicago White Sox, Chicago Sting, Chicago Blackhawks, and the Chicago Bulls. Not the Chicago Cubs. The Cubs broadcasted on WGN TV Channel 9. I can understand that. <laughs> now it's on cable. 
because it's not on Channel 9 anymore. That's a shame. That really is. It's not fair to sports fans alike for that. Okay. Next up, uh, I think about, uh, let's see, June 8th was National VCR Day. Someone mentioned that on Twitter. So I found a picture of an old VCR that I had, the first one I had. And it was the Panasonic. And I, uh, my brother bought it in 1983 at the Video King store in Oakland, Illinois. And uh, that chain was very uh, big. They sold everything. Uh, CD players, CD, uh, maybe CDs. No, I don't think so. Camcorders, VCRs. I'm sure they sold televisions. I'm sure they did. Cameras. And uh, when we first bought it, that was our first VCR for the family. Then we bought a second one. We added it in the basement with the with the other television. You know, but the first one was beautiful. And uh, we held on to it for about ew, a long time, maybe six years. I don't remember exactly we pay, how much we paid for it. It was probably it was 300 bucks, 400 Maybe five hundred, you know, but it was expensive back then, and uh, you had to buy blank VHS tapes, also movies. You know, you rent them. There was a the video store called Classic Video. It was uh, near my near my house, and then Blockbuster opened on eighty seventh and Cicero. We went to rent movies there. And uh, that was a great store because, you know, you browse. It's like a bookstore. You just, you, I would spend hours doing that, just looking what the covers of the VHS tapes. It's pretty nice. You don't do that anymore, really. That's a shame. Everything's streaming. It's convenient, but it's not the same. Everything's too fast and too lazy. <laughs> okay. So uh, next up was a photo of the of a Martin gas station. And some people remember the pur Purple Martin. I, I don't know much information about that. I'd like to do a podcast about that. And uh, the photo was from 1959. It was located at 649 North LaSalle Street in Chicago. And, uh, you know, a lot of people remember that. I remember one Martin gas station was in Chicago Ridge. It's like 95th Street west of Ridgeland by the mall. I remember that. And I think one in Cicero in Oakland. I think so. And uh, so that was a good photo. Next up, I found a plate from Prince Castle's Hamburgers and Ice Cream. Uh, I never eaten there, but from what I've heard from people, that the ice cream was awesome. Also the food, and uh, it was famous for their square. It was famous for their square scoop, like that, and. Uh, I think that was the only uh, place that did that. And then it turned into Cock Robin later on. And the one that I remembered was in Oakland at, 90, at uh, Southwest Highway and Cicero Avenue. Not at the corner. It was right after. Uh, there was a Danny Boy gas station. I knew the, the, sons, uh, I knew the son of the owner. He was in the same class with me in grade school. And uh, people liked that uh, restaurant. They really did. They miss it, and it was very good. Okay. Next up, we have uh, Creature Features uh, ad. It was from June 10th, 1972. And uh, the movies that aired was the 1940 movie Before I Hang. And uh, 
Also, it was starred Boris Karloff, and the second one was uh, the 1944 movie Dead Man's Eyes that starred Lon Chaney Jr. What a great lineup. <laughs> I, don't never, I don't think I've seen those movies, but uh, maybe I will. It's, I heard some mystery. Like, there's horror in it, but okay. And let's see what else. Uh, well, that's it. That's it for the post. So uh, if you have trouble um, accessing the the episodes of my podcast, uh, if if they're on social on my social media accounts, Facebook and Twitter, you can uh, tap it, and it'll take you directly to the website that lists all the episodes you want to listen. It's on Anchor. It's on Anchor FM. You would see them. Also, if you have a phone or smartphone, and you can, and you have any apps available, click on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. If you subscribe and subscribe to all uh, all of them, <coughs> excuse me. Also to Stitcher, Breaker, uh, what else? Uh, Overcast, and also Amazon Music. I also have a YouTube channel. Also called Vanish Gondolin Stories. You can uh, go on YouTube, type in the search, you will find it. Just click and listen. It's free, so don't worry about that. And uh, I also have another podcast I did today called TV Oblivion. That's about old TV shows uh, that are no longer around and hardly mentioned ever. <laughs> So I started that about a couple weeks ago, and I finished episode five, and it's pretty long. So I talk about each show in every decade. It's a lot of fun. I love it, doing it. Okay. So that'll be all today. Uh, this is Pico Stanis, your host for Vanishing Conference Stories, the podcast. Uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, I'll have another episode sometime this week. Uh, we'll see. It's going to be a hot week. Well, only a couple of days. Tuesday, Wednesday. We'll see. That would be episode 140, I believe. So uh, everyone have a good day. Thank you for listening to me. And here is Ray Rayner with a little traveling music saying bye-bye for now. And here's bye-bye for me. For me, excuse me. Take care, everyone. So long. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs>